0: Welcome to an episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I here am one of your co-hosts, AJ. Along here, as always, is... I'm Frank. How you doing, buddy? How you doing, man? Doing good. I'm really glad of that. Last night, um, saw uh, Robbie and Evan and Steve Intro and Danny. Totally miss you. Uh, everybody says hi, which is cool that's awesome um, I miss those guys yeah it it was great it was a great time we went to a bar um guys went out afterwards I came home um cause today I had a meeting speaking of my meeting I went on the train I saw this like crazy guy with a huge fucking trumpet on the uh not trumpet tuba on the subway oh man oh man immediately thought of the guys at Game Brew hey dudes um awesome uh hilarious image I will send pictures later uh <laughs> Then, like, I was legitimately distracted in those moments from, like, exactly everything that was going on in the world. And it just seemed like a perfect, like, New York City experience (laughs) of, like, being on the Upper West Side and some dude's getting on with his huge fucking tuba, has to get downtown. And, like, you know, it's really been getting me down. Um, I know you're in Virginia, you went to school in Virginia uh, I think we need to talk about this even for just a few minutes and pay our respects to Heather Hare and you know and kind of the country at this point. Um, Frank, do you have any immediate thoughts on this? You know,
1: it was it was kind of crazy. So I was down in Roanoke uh, this past weekend um, just for like a beer festival. We we're having fun with some some friends and you know we, we went inside to uh, one of the, the bars that was kind of hosting the event. And they just have this riot all over the TV, and it's like. Holy it's, shit. Yeah, it's like, and this is like literally up the road. I mean, you know, maybe 100 miles or something like that, but it's still so close by. And, you know, a lot of this stuff does hit pretty close to home, but like I've been to Charlottesville endless amounts of time. But I, I think the, the point is that it doesn't necessarily matter where it was. Because this kind of stuff is happening everywhere right now.
0: Yeah. and um I, So you've been to Charlottesville. It's a perfectly awesome, amazing town, right? Yeah, totally awesome. I've seen Dave Matthews
1: there. I mean, that's where Dave is, you know, the, the band's from, in a way. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've seen Lady Gaga there. And uh, I've gone wine tasting there. And the downtown is really cool. But, you know, it's... And I don't know. I, again, I don't think it's necessarily where it was I think it was just the fact that they said okay let's go to Charlottesville this is where we're convening they could have said any other city um just to report
0: just to report on the news a little bit just in case you've been living under a rock for a few days so uh on Friday night uh this past weekend so that doesn't mean anything to you guys at all as our listeners because you could be listening to this at any time and it doesn't have to be Friday so last Friday August 11th um began kind of this weekend, two-day thing where hundreds and hundreds of white supremacists, uh, you know, neo-Nazis, KKK, these people call themselves the alt-right, I will not use that term anymore. These people are Nazis and the KKK, and they are everything wrong with, uh, you know, the hate movements of their supposed imaginary alternative right wing of the Republican or conservative movement so they had this thing where they took all these torches I think it's awesome that all these people are being fired from their jobs because these torches made for beautiful beautiful uh, Photographs and also it shows that they don't give a shit anymore like they're not afraid they don't need to wear this this skirt they don't need to wear the uh, Not skirt. They don't need to wear the the sheet and they're out there running around and you know, they don't they don't give a shit anymore. And on Saturday it kind of all came to a head when uh these, you know, uh Nazis uh had a were having a meeting in what's called uh, uh it was Robert E. Lee Park, but now it's like a, a amazing park or something. Or I don't I, know. I don't remember what and, it's and, called. Anyway they part were in the contention, yeah. Yeah, they're in this thing and they're upset that they're taking down this monument of Robert E. Lee. And, you know, I read somewhere that Robert E. Lee, you know, didn't want them to put monuments of the Civil War up. (laughs) They asked him, and he said no. And also, these are all just here, but more on that later. The fact is, they were going to take this down. Nazis were fighting. They said no. They got into some skirmishes with the, uh, you know, what they call the alt-left or the Antifa, which are called anti-fascists. Which is hilarious because on Twitter these people think, they call anti-fascist Nazis. They just use it right back. And you literally cannot be an anti-fascist Nazi. Nazism is a form <laughs> of fascism. You're a fucking moron. So that's been really fun for me. That's how I've been getting my kinks out. Uh, but anyway, they, so the, then the right-winger guys, they went up against the police. Because the police were you know, not doing anything. They were trying to just stay out of it. So they started going up against the police. The police then kicked them out. Everyone then is out in the streets and brawls ensued. After a certain amount of time, uh, an asshole was in his car and plowed uh, into pedestrians who were you know, asserting their First Amendment rights in the streets and they killed this 32-year-old uh, person, Heather Hare. And, uh, you know, here we are all now. And Unfortunately, instead of acting in any kind of responsible way, the president, uh, you know, first uh, said, you know, ad-libbed famously on all sides. He was giving a statement. He was trying to contemn the violence and then in the moment said on all sides and then made it about himself by saying it was, you know, not Donald Trump, not Barack Obama. And then on Monday, apparently all of the brass got together and was like, no, you fucking piece of shit. You have to go out and call out the white supremacists and the KKK, so he did, as a, you know, uh, some, uh, somebody said that he looked like a person reading a, uh, you know, a hostage letter or a hostage thing, you know, he's, it's, I don't know, it's crazy to me. So then, yesterday, this, uh, you know, the president, Donald Trump, goes out and he's giving a press conference, and they're supposed to be talking about infrastructure with Elaine Chao, who's there. Who is the head of uh, these infrastructure, you know, plans for Donald Trump? And uh, he just crumples up the paper and launches into a 20-minute tirade about uh, the alt left, apparently. And uh, it's just crazy. And I think that you know, riding the train today, it, it felt like a different place. He's he he was here earlier in the day. He left, which sucks um and there was a big rally last night at his uh at his building Mark ruffalo showed up there uh, michael moore was leading the charge um listen it was crazy and uh, i don't know how you all are dealing with this out there in the radio waves in the world if you've been listening to us if you are a member of the alt right please just unsubscribe do not like us we do not support you we do not think you're okay you are evil incarnate on planet earth and like i gave hundreds of tours at a holocaust museum in lower manhattan the museum of jewish heritage for literally all of my entire college experience and some after and i love that museum and i love the way that they tell the story in a way that's different than the museum the Smithsonian museum and it's just uh, and someone who spent a lot of time at Yad Vashem in Israel, like it's just unbelievable to me that there are still Nazis in America. It's unbelievable to me that the president condoned Nazis in America. It's unbelievable to me that you know Nazis are still going to be walking in the streets in America, um, when in Germany, if you do a salute someplace, they will arrest you and you will be fined or you know serve some sort of sentence. They, they don't deal with this shit. And I, as a concerned citizen, I'm done uh, sitting idly by and watching this. I think it is crazy. And I am like, I don't know. I know it's too little too late maybe on my part, but I think it's a little bit on all of us. And I think that the key difference that these people don't have is they don't have hope. They're ready to give up everything for their beliefs. They have given up the belief that there is going to be a bright and sunny future ahead of them, and I don't understand why even get up out of uh, bed in the morning um, if you don't think you're going to try at least a little bit to make the world a better place, to do to honor the place that we live, to honor the country we're from. And I I can't even imagine it. And yeah. I think to, that's what
1: respect con- the people around you and just like spread love. Like that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Like this, it's, it's just the, it's the hate. Uh, there is just. Like, I, I can't
0: imagine going to the dark side in that way. I can't imagine going, f- you know, full hatred on that. I can't imagine doing on anything. And I think that maybe that's a gift that these people have, that they can do this and, and that we can't. But I think ultimately it'll be defeated by the forces of hope. <laughs> because hope is all you can ever, you know, ask for. And hope doesn't have to be in a belief or in a or in a set of values or some moral code. It's just it's just hope that you can do it. You're going to, that we are all in this together. We're all here together on planet earth. We got one earth, one planet. It's all us, all people, all, all living together. And yeah. I, I love everybody. And I'm, I'm really excited to talk about game of thrones, but I just think that this person, you know, is, is due her respect. And this event is due its talk. If even because the president will not do that. And he will continue to sit on his petulant throne. Of bullshit, and uh, controlling the country in the exact opposite way I've ever imagined it going.
1: <sighs> yeah, man, it's it's crazy. I I think I probably don't tune in as much as I should, and uh, go to go to things like you know Game of Thrones or go to other pop culture things to kind of distract myself from what's going on. It's but it's 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 a hard. It's a hard world out there right now, and yeah, there there are people that are living much harder lives, and but yeah, like the key thing you said is there's, there's got to be hope. You got to have believe in hope and love, and that you know we'll we'll get through it. So
0: it's gonna be better. Like we got this. Like we're an amazing generation. We have podcasts and vegans and uh, <laughs> you know uh, trade craft beers fair, and yeah, and fair trade coffee and. You know, we're making stem cell everything soon. 3D printing, like, all the amazing things that are coming about because of us. Like, we got this and believe in it and own it. Um, But now, let us turn in our pages. Let us turn in our prayer books (laughs) to uh, the... The Song of Ice
1: and Fire. Yeah,
0: the Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones Season 7 Episode 5 Eastwatch. Yes. Holy shit. We're at episode five. Oh my god, it's almost over. Um. I can't
1: believe that there are only two more episodes (sighs) and then six more episodes, hopefully next year. (sighs) Um, I will say the first thing is I feel like they totally trolled us in the fact that they call this episode Eastwatch because (laughs) basically everything leading up to it they finally at the very end of the episode actually get to Eastwatch by the sea and i think we're all kind of expecting um the battle a, bit, a battle uh you know basically what we're going to get in this this next sunday um so it's interesting i, I wonder you know where they come up with their names sometimes but um it's good on them i mean they you know they have to keep us guessing and keep us on their
0: to- our toes cuz obviously we speculated about it every single week oh my god um, and and we were so wrong that they are walking around the wall they're so not yeah and so i was paying attention to the opening credits and it was very cool
1: they actually showed eastwatch you know mm-hmm. the they built it up on on there and then the thing that we've been noticing the past couple of weeks with this frozen see on the side it's no longer there no longer there so i don't know what that was all about if if it was just something that maybe they picked up on they didn't want to give it away or or what i don't know maybe it's still to come but obviously our boys are beyond the wall now and uh it still remains suicide squad weathering.
0: style the avengers of game of thrones the magnificent 7 the the remaining uh, you know justice league members of all your favorite you know game of thrones lines finally collided you know you got a great lineup here you got uh the hound you got the two crazy guys you know who believe in the, uh the lord of the light yeah, Bar- Barak, Barak and the other crazy guy thoros and then you got uh Also, in that team of amazing people, you have Tormund, who's amazing, and his comment about the big woman. I I was laughing, (laughs) dying, (laughs) screaming. Uh, But then, uh, who else? Um, Gendry, Gendry, and Jorah, and and John Stark, and Davos. Like this is nuts. Jorah Mormont. (laughs) Like, how we all saw it happening in this episode, where finally Jorah. He is cured of his grayscale, or so we are made to be believing, shows up at Dragonstone only to be friend zoned instantaneously again. <laughs> and, you know, here he is, Jor Mormont being kick ass and awesome. And, you know, immediately going away again. And I know he's trying to prove to Khaleesi all the time, but no, I was really kinda hoping Jor Mormont would kinda hang around and you know, talk and talk to Khaleesi again. And, you know, kind of reestablish kind of a good brain trust because Tyrion has been, he's been good, he's been bad, he's been hit or miss. Um, Now, uh, at the end of the episode, we're just going to skip the order around here. Uh, They all end up at Eastwatch, chilling, hanging around. They go downstairs... The Lords of Light guys are all down, and and the Hound now. Who's all? I guess he's a Lord of Light guy now too. He saw his visitors in the flames. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he, they're all down there hanging out, and then um, they all kind of meet in this like epic moment of craziness where like Jon Snow and the Hound are like, "I know you. You're the fucking Hound. I saw you at Winterfell." <laughs> yeah. You know, like and he's like, "Okay," and then you know, they and then the the Gendry. Oh my God, Gendry.
1: Gendry and, and Beric and Thoros reunion. You know, it's, it's so interesting. You've got all these characters together. Davos, another one that, that you know, they have into uh, met before and had these interactions, and we weren't necessarily expecting to see them all back in the same room. And It's just like the tension is so high, but Beric is like, look, we're all on the same team, the side of the living. We need to put our differences aside, and we can fight later if we have to. Yeah, if yeah. If any of us survive. Um... it it will i think the one thing to note is that davos specifically said that he's not going beyond the wall he because he's not a fighter or whatever um so we know we at least know he's safe for the time being um but it's an interesting team up you know i didn't it's one of those things i don't think we ever would have expected all these people to be together going beyond the wall doing this suicide mission seriously their plan is terrible i mean come on they, they didn't bring fire, they don't have horses, they don't have an army. But we or... have the
0: flaming sword! <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, okay, like, how long is that going to last?
0: <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm curious, I I don't know, like, it would be very... I think everyone would have a very hard time watching all those guys die next oh, yeah. week. I think we're going to lose some heavy hitters. I'm not saying we're going to not have an uh, Infinity Gauntlet moment here, but yeah. I totally also think that... Uh, you know there it's what's going to be crazy but i want to get back to gendry for a minute so gendry left seasons ago in his little yes. bo- in his little boat shows up back in flea bottom i didn't know that's exactly where uh, davos was going when he went there and then you get there and you're like oh my god so gendry has grown up to look exactly like Christian bale in terminator salvation yeah <laughs> which is awesome and then they're like now uh He's, like, an amazing blacksmith, and he has this badass, amazing hammer, which looks dope. Yeah, um,
1: so, obviously, like, I, a couple episodes back, was teasing the fact of, like, oh, man, I really want Gendry to come back. They, he's important. They need to bring him back. And I read every single theory of how uh, they're going to bring him back, but I didn't, nope, didn't expect that it would be Davos. Of course it would be Davos. Davos was the one person that yeah, knew where he was going. Uh, totally. But, like, none of us assumed that he was going to go back to King's Landing, because that's, like... Or the enemy is. But it is really fitting that he would be right under Cersei's nose and making a hammer just like his father wielded during the rebellion, which is really cool. Um and to have him meet with, with Jon Snow, you know, the I, I really love that uh man bond that they've got going on, you know. Oh basically. my god. Yes. You know, they... the new Ned Stark and Robert, that's kinda cool.
0: It's it's awesome. And I'm down to like that's a great like Hulk and Thor or Hulk and Iron Man, you know that's a great team up. Um, yeah. So I'm okay. It's all awesome. I'm very excited for the next episode. Uh, I think that they've really kind of set our, they've kind of set us on our teeth for getting so excited about all these theories that we all kind of got carried away with ourselves. So I guess we really just have to kind of tip our hats and, you know, kind of you know we're not we're not worthy we're not worthy, Bennyhoff yeah. and Weiss. We're just not. We're just not. We're never gonna be anti you. Thank you for making the show that great. All right, yeah. let's catch up on some other characters who uh, have been kind of well, hanging really around. Really quick,
1: really quick. I kind of have, uh, I kind of want to run through the the, the seven and, and maybe do a little predicting on who we will lose because, like like you were saying, <laughs> okay, they're not yes. all making it out of this alive. So no. I think one can assume Jon Snow is going to make it out. Like that's just. That's a given yes he, uh, he, he died already he, di-
0: he died already, I think he's gonna make it through this uh, I don't think the hound is coming back, man
1: I don't know i'm I'm on the fence with the hound um, I, I read a really cool theory today about uh since barrack has been you know breathed life into him how, however many times from thoros uh, that he's gonna pass that ability onto the hound, which would be really cool and then then maybe he. Goes to King's Landing with John and whomever else, and brings the white with them, and does the Clagane Bowl. <laughs> I really want to see them him in the mountain fight, but okay. we'll see. Um, I do think Barak and Thoros are probably done. Um, they're expendable. Yeah, they're expendable. Uh, and I think Gendry is one that will stick around because we just got him back. And no,
0: ba 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 ba. Really? I, nah, ba 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 ba. Ba 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 gonna die. Totally gonna die. ت- Any ti- pretty- anytime somebody on Game of Thrones gets to have an amazing moment, it preludes them to die. So, yeah, we, I... we, so we all saw the amazing, they're getting away with it, Yara and Alaria scene, and we're like, this is pretty great until they're both dead. I so, think he needs to re-
1: unite with Arya, though. Like, they had such a, a bond early in the early seasons that for them to not have another meeting would be really undercutting the character
0: so that's them forming the new house is Arya and gendry maybe yeah. maybe maybe i, I think
1: he I, I think he might survive you think he might not um i think jorah's toast I, unfortunately i i'm i'm gonna cry but I, I think he uh he's gonna basically fall on his sword and you know, for, for his Khaleesi. Um,
0: yeah, I could see Jorah sacrificing himself or something like that. I don't think Jorah will die, only because the dynamic between Jorah and Jon Snow and uh, Daenerys is mm-hmm. interesting. And I think that they will continue to play off that, because they know it's it really is, at this point, it's getting pretty obvious. Um
1: and then Tormund, I think could go either way like he's he's a fan favorite, but he's also not as integral to the plot gonna die so I, I think he could die and but then there are no other wilding like people that we are really recognized at this point they're all, so,
0: they're all extinct yeah
1: <laughs> anyway so like like you said let's move on to some other characters. I kind of want to start off with Jamie because at, at yeah. the end of last episode we thought that he was maybe gonna die none of, none of us really believed he would die but they really, again, fooled us. Like, it was almost too easy for him to survive. <laughs>
0: but... <sighs> Completely unscathed. So now, so Jamie gets back. He's rescued by Bronn. We immediately know he's alive. Okay. Bronn saves him in the b- most badass way ever. Always going to love Bronn. Bronn till I die. Bronn can shoot at Khaleesi and survive his credibility with me. Like, that's a crazy thing. That, imagine the, the, the kind of characters that you've seen in all the media in the world... Everything you've ever seen in that scene, you're always going to be rooting against the Bron character. Game of Thrones is so good that we all love Bron, and he's shooting at the dragon and the queen. You're like, oh, okay, (laughs) (laughs) you know. So he saves him. He's like, dude, like you don't get to kill yourself. Like you owe me some shit. Like uh, I'm not hanging around here with you. Like you have to go tell Cersei what the fuck. And uh, he does. So let okay. So. What happened here in this meeting? Because I think you may have been paying more close attention than I was because I was talking with Shayna. Tell me what happened.
1: So during the meeting between Jamie yeah, yeah. and Tyrion.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so I mean, basically,
1: the 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 gist is that Tyrion wants. Uh, to bring this is like how they're going to bring the white to Cersei and like they had he knew he had to talk to Jamie because there was no way he was going to make it to Cersei. They had to sneak in somehow. And but before that, they were kind of going back to the, you know, well, you killed Tywin, my, our father. You know, how could you? And even though like Jamie knew that even before he w- was confirmed from Elena that uh, Tyrion didn't kill Joffrey, He probably knew that Tyrion wouldn't do that so i think there's always a little bit of uh sympathy for him there because he like tywin was trying to um wrongly accuse him and execute him for his own reasons uh, to put a scapegoat um but uh he still says you know what you did kill our father like you you went too far i let you escape you didn't have to do that and so i think he's a little bit he's trying to put up a, a a shield to uh, protect himself because he probably doesn't want to get too close to Tyrion, but he also was willing to listen to him and uh you know try to have this alliance because the more and more people that are getting on board with this whole winter is here and the whites are coming and the white walkers are coming uh like jamie i think is one that will be believe it pretty early on and is going to have to somehow convince cersei and so um Yeah, I think that was a cool scene. It was uh, a cool reunion that I don't think we were expecting. Um, But, like, seriously, this show, I think this is one of the episodes that they have moved the fastest. Like, weeks went by in this this episode. Weeks. Weeks. It had to. Because, like, (laughs) in one scene you see Jamie in the river and then in King's Landing. Like, we know that was really close, but, like, that must have been probably a day. And then... uh, Tyrion and Davos going from Dragonstone and back to Dragonstone and then to uh, Eastwatch like that's weeks of time in a boat like so much time um, it's unbelievable how fast it moves but like I think they're kind of acknowledging that and they're not we're, we're not dumb you know it's not we don't I don't think we're supposed to believe that these things are happening minutes apart it's just a shame you know f- from the show that we used to know where it, it, there was so much more nuance to it mm-hmm. and have the smaller moments but um yeah we'll see and then okay so the other big bomb dropping is that cersei is apparently pregnant um so i I think there are two prevailing theories out there and i um i'm sort of on the fence is that one she's actually pregnant and you know obviously they've been sleeping together for a long time jamie's the father um the other theory is that she's not pregnant and that she's just trying to play Jamie and bring uh, him closer to her. I think the one thing about that that might not work is that it's only a limited time. Like if she's not pregnant, there's only so long that he'll be able to find out that that's not true. Um, So I don't know, what what do you think? What are your thoughts? Is she pregnant or not?
0: Oh my God, she totally, she's, hmm. knowing Cersei, you'd say, no, she's totally not pregnant and she's playing Jamie. But I also think that there's something to, like, this, like, prophecy of hers that she will have three children being broken. Mm-hmm. Like, a very interesting thing for Cersei to kind of deal with, you know? Because yeah. it's, it's going to totally change her worldview. And, That's true. And I think that maybe uh, in time, and one of the reasons why she, she kind of suggested, like you know, peace or whatever, you know, in the way that she described it in this episode is that maybe she's going to, you know, soften a bit and, and realize like that things are changing, but she also probably isn't. Yeah. And is playing Jamie. I don't know. That's a good theory. That's a good, whoever only, came only up only with that time is will good. Tell. Only yeah, time I mean, will tell.
1: Yeah. And I think there's, there's still the, the possibility that, um, I, I was like, Oh, what, what would happen if, you know, she died in childbirth like her mother. And that was, that's how the little brother, you know, got to kill her. That's part of the prophecy. So I don't know. That was my like, oh, maybe that's what, how the prophecy is going to go. But I'm, I don't know. We'll see. She has to actually be pregnant first. We have to see uh,
0: the, the belly bump. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. We got to see what's going on. Um, okay. Uh, down in King's landing, you know, you get to see Tyrion a little bit, so it's interesting to see him back there. They, narr- Davos, Gendry, and Tyrion narrowly don't get off that island. And thankfully, it's Gendry's amazing hammer time action that uh, <laughs> saves the day. So that's awesome. Uh, the great great scene again. Um, all right, now let's uh, move up to the Citadel, Old Town. Uh, yeah. So, yo, Sam, oh, peace out. <laughs> Sam is Sam is done. He's, he's on his wits end that he's, he's exactly saying exactly what's happening in this scene. It's super meta. <laughs> uh, but essentially, we catch up with Sam, and he is reading a document with uh, Gilly. They're hanging out. Um, and she reads... They're re- reading Maester uh, Wilkins' information because Sam... Was uh you know told to go to his room after trying to tell the maesters that had already received word from uh Maester Lewin or Maester is that the guy in Winterfell now?
1: Oh no, that Ma- Master Lewin's all long gone. Uh, I don't remember the one. I think that might be Wilkins or Will. Some something. some what the some Maester
0: guy. the Maester of Winterfell. He sent yeah. he sent a raven from Bran saying that there are White Walkers coming. And Sam pleads with the, you know, the archmaesters to hear, to listen to them and treat them seriously and warn the people um, of what's going on. And uh, they ignore him. Jim Broadbent sentences, you know, is like go upstairs or whatever. And then, in his frustration, uh, Gilly uh, reads uh, some pretty important information. Yeah, man,
1: this is this is some stuff that like completely gets glossed over. Uh, Sam's not really paying attention whether it's uh, because he's distracted or because apparently she mispronounced his name but she basically says in, in this this uh, this diary or this whatever it's written that Prince Rhaegar got an annulment from uh, Elia Martell in Dorne and was immediately married to someone else in a secret annulment which basically confirms the fact that not only uh, is Rhaegar the father, which we kind of knew, but that they were married. That means that Jon Snow is not a bastard. He's a true Targaryen.
0: It's unbelievable. So he is the prophecy of Rhaegar yeah. and, and not the uh, Azur Ahai to the super sweaty Game of Th- Thrones nerds out there. Um, but yeah, okay. So, what does that mean long term? Does it mean that he's going to be the prince who was promised, or that or that Daenerys is? I don't know. I I, I don't know, man. I <laughs> don't know. It's just it's. But as that just happens, uh, Sam comes back and he's like, "Yeah, you know, while we're doing this, the answer is probably some dusty old scroll someplace locked away that we can't even get to." And you know we're just—it's right under our nose. We don't even see it, echoing exactly the major piece of information that he absorbs from this. And then moments later, we see Sam apparently break into the forbidden zone of the library, steal some you know scrolls, and then piece the fuck out on Maesterdom.
1: Yeah, uh, I I think basically like you you were saying, what it means in the long term, I'm not sure. Uh, It means that Jon Snow technically has a better claim to the throne than Danny does. Um, Does he necessarily want it? Does he want to pursue it? I mean, I'm pretty sure that Danny's not going to let that happen. She's worked so hard to to get that throne, and she's got the dragons. Um, But I think there's an important scene a little bit earlier, at another point during the episode, where we see Jon Snow pet Drogon. And I think that's really important because I think that Drogon and the other dragons probably um, can sense the Targaryen blood in him. And that's why they let him uh, get so close. I I had an issue with the scene. I really, really wish that it wasn't Drogon. They don't use the other dragons enough. I thought it would have been really impactful if they had him petting uh, Rhaegal. The one that's named after her, uh, her brother Rhaegar. Oh, that's crazy. That, that would have been co- so cool. So I think maybe one day we'll get that, uh, the, the two of them together, the, uh, Rhaegel and Jon, and maybe if the, the three-headed dragon thing comes to fruition, that will be his dragon. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it gets totally glossed over. I think Sam will probably realize it at some point, and you know whether he's, whenever he reunites with Jon, or when Jon reunites with Bran. Somehow this information is going to come out, but the season is coming to a close so quickly. I'm not even sure we're going to get it this season. Um, and mm. the other piece that that Sam missed was that uh, the Archmaesters did not tell him about his father and his brother, and uh, who <laughs> Danny roasted alive, which is a whole yeah. other conversation. Um, but I, it makes me wonder, so... Where is Sam going to go from here? From the Citadel, he's probably going to go straight back home. Um, it's kind of on the way, uh, so I would imagine that he might learn about their fate, and that might make him rethink a couple things as well. Um, but I think ultimately we'll, we'll see him either get to dragons. But he hated or... his father. Oh, totally. But but it, it basically means that he may no longer uh, be. Like he could be, you know, the the. Ruler of the house, you know, with his brother and his father out of the picture. It's true. He could take over. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if he's necessarily fit fit for that, but we'll see. Um, So, other than that, I guess we should move on to Winterfell. Okay. Um, With some of the manipulations and trickeries going on. I, I, I really am hoping this pays off in the end. Um, We have Arya and Littlefinger kind of playing the game a little bit. They're they're both uh, lurking in the shadows and manipulating each other. And I think the long-term game, Littlefinger is trying to put a wedge between Sansa and Arya. But I think, I would hope that through all of Arya's training, that she may actually be playing him, even though he
0: thinks he's playing her ah uh, um yeah that that's a crazy thought um but <sighs> okay so let's talk about the scroll for a bit because yeah. i think that that is a, I, me and shana paused and rewound at least three or four times yeah. to try and see what was going on did you do the same um i did not pause
1: it but i Was able to find out exactly what the scroll was on the internet afterwards.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went through this, and you know, so it's okay. So it the scroll is uh, written from Sansa to Rob after uh, uh, Baratheon, Robert Baratheon, died. Right. And when he, when she wrote this letter to Rob, she was telling Rob to uh bend the knee for Joffrey and that ultimately uh Rob didn't believe her and kind of did another thing. So this is specifically hidden and given and Arya finds this and uh I don't know what immediately she would take away from that. Yeah, I mean I think I think from the uh
1: little interaction that Arya and Sansa have had so far, I think there's, um, or since they've been reunited, uh, Arya is, still believes that Sansa is trying to be queen and wants to, you know, rise to the the top in any way she can. And, uh, you know, from, from the actions that they experienced together in King's Landing, and to see this letter um, may, uh, I think, what is hoping uh, influence Arya to doubt her sister and and um, ba- yeah, like I said earlier, drive a wedge between them and uh, whether Arya would want to kill her. I don't know about that, but um, basically come to a head and uh, have some sort of conflict. Um, but yeah, I just I can't imagine that through all of her faceless men training and uh, you know learning how people lie and watching you know, playing the lying game with um uh Jack and Hagar back in Bravos like I think there's a little bit more going on there that that uh than they're showing. Um we'll see. This could be this could be the end for Littlefinger if, if she is actually playing him, um he may get caught red handed and that would be very interesting. Um
0: It would be it would be good it would be that would be good enough grounds Um, It would also kind of be like a good moment for the Starks. Yeah. Um, Okay, I just want to... Is there anybody... So, in the beginning of this episode, um, Bronn tells the maester at Winterfell to send the scroll because he's seen this vision. Um, Oh, Bran? Bran, Bran. sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, Do you think that we're going to see the remaining... Uh, Stark, Stark affiliates um, you know all linked up together. Because I don't think it's going to happen.
1: But you mean do you think we'll see Bran, Arya, Sansa and Jon together?
0: Yes. Do you think that's going to happen?
1: I still think it can happen. Um, I think there's a good chance that when Jon comes back from beyond the wall uh, he may go to Winterfell. I think uh, he, but in this episode, specifically at the beginning of this episode, he was like, my people need me, I need to go back home. Um, And then they have this plan. So there may be a moment where he he decides to go to Winterfell instead and sends um, some others further south. I don't know. Um, It probably wouldn't be as impactful if he wasn't there, you know, alongside Daenerys and Tyrion and all the other players uh, to prove to Cersei that the winter is coming, or is here. Um, but the way things move so quickly, I, I think he he could get there because I, I have no indication that Bran or Arya or Sansa is necessarily uh, are necessarily planning to leave Winterfell. So. I would hope that they they reunite. I you know, they they're communicating. You know, uh he's seen the the Raven from Bran. He knows that Sansa's there. They he knows that Arya's is back. Like it, things are moving so fast that they know. It would be a real shame if we didn't get that reunion.
0: Do you think that um we will uh Do you think that the the mission that these guys we see them on in the next episode is this going to be like kind of a battle of the bastards thing. Like we're folk, like the sec, the penultimate episode is going to be the North. And then the last episode will be the South.
1: I, I think, well, they, they released some photos today of, from the episode.
0: It also um, totally
1: leaked. Oh, it totally leaked. I have not looked for anything, but HBO Spain, I think leaked it, which is, I,
0: I must confess. I did see that it is on, uh, one of my, uh, uh, It is on one of my um, porn gathering websites. Oh boy. (laughs) I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Well, so they, yeah, they've, I think they've
1: officially released some images, and the name of the episode is Beyond the Wall or something like that. Um, (laughs) But it's not just them, which I think is good because it might, with, you know, the seven, it will probably be fun. I don't know if we could really sustain. It's not going to be a huge battle like Hard Home. Um, so I think they need to have some other characters in the mix, and they don't have the time there's not enough time left to, to ignore some of the characters for an entire week. Um, sure. So I don't know. I, I think um, we'll probably have a little bit with Danny. We'll have a little bit in Winterfell. We may not have anything in King's Landing this week, um, but
0: I think that there's two ways that this episode could play out. The first way is that, you know, they're walking in the wall, walking beyond the wall, and everything's kind of okay, and then they do some other stuff, and then at the end of the episode, we get the images that we saw at the end of this week's episode, but I also think it could start out with them all the way beyond the wall, and they get attacked immediately, and then we're dealing with them after the attack. Right. And, I, and I'm curious to see how they build off of it, because... I think that at least a few of the episodes this season have followed a formula that Game of Thrones really hasn't done before ever. Where, like, you have an episode, the episode consists of uh, the build, the plot change, and the battle. And that's happened yeah. in a lot of the episodes this season. Whereas this episode kind of pays tribute to the great building episodes of Game of Thrones, the great plot moving, plot-thickening, plot-stirring episodes of Game of Thrones that keep us guessing and trolled, like you said earlier. That, yeah. you know, it there really wasn't anything amazing action-wise of this uh, episode, but there was a ton of movement and uh, board, move, uh, board shifts and different things. And I'm curious yeah. to see, you know, next week. I don't think I'm going to watch the leaked uh, episode until my urges totally give in um i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to make it uh but frank it has been a pleasure to wrap up uh the game of thrones episodes with you so far this season yeah we absolutely are gonna do the final two um and we will spend uh probably an hour you know down there we wanted to kind of keep this one on the lighter side sorry we went to 45 minutes even uh but uh folks thank you so much for tuning in as always uh, Frank, anything else? Uh, I know I kind of cut you off there, but if no, please, no. you can go on for 20 more minutes if you want.
1: I'm sure I could go on for 20 more minutes, yeah. Uh, now I'm excited that Gendry's back. I'm excited that we have all these characters together. Next week is probably going to be pretty epic. Um, and then I think maybe at the end of next week, well, I don't know. I think there are a lot of moving parts that I'm wondering what are going to be resolved before the end of the season. Like, got the Unsullied kind of out there. We haven't seen Theon in a while. Brienne hasn't done much in a while.
0: We haven't seen Yara die
1: on screen. No, we haven't. Um, well, I don't know. I, it's going to be crazy. We've got two more weeks. I think even, um, I don't know about this one, but I think the last episode's actually extra long. I think it's like 85 minutes. So, um,
0: That's an hour 20. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my God. So,
1: yeah. So there's going to be a ton to talk about. Um, we will definitely recap next week. And then, like you said, big season finale, season recap, and kind of looking ahead at season eight when it comes out. <laughs> I'm sure oh. we'll, well, there'll be stuff to talk about throughout the year. But Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Also, um, real quick, uh, a great show wrapped up this weekend on Showtime. It's called I'm Dying Up Here. Uh, if you haven't checked this show out, Frank, it's awesome. It's okay. a really great show. It's about comedians in the 70s in L.A., and it's based off of Mitzi Shore, who ran and owned the Comedy Store um, in, you know, in L.A., and it's on Melrose, and, it's a hu- and it was a huge institution, and it was an amazing show. It had 10 episodes. Go check it out. And uh, as always, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Podcast. You can send us an email at info at longlostheroes.net. You can go to our website, which is www.longlostheroes.net. And, you know, go ahead and feel free to subscribe and leave us a rating or a review. Because we would really appreciate that. That would be great. That would be great for the podcast. It helps other people see what we're doing. Um, And as always, I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. Thank you guys very much. Talk to you next week. Bye.